This is Bump, Baby and Beyond with Emma's Diary. Hi everyone, it's Holly from Pretty Big Butterflies and Holly Plus and you're listening to Bump, Baby and Beyond with Emma's Diary. Today I'm joined by the absolutely lovely Laura from The Exhausted Mum and we're going to discuss the role of the default parent. Now Laura, you're a mum of two gorgeous little girls Um, What I would like to start off with, if you don't mind, is just kind of getting your opinion on what a default parent actually is, because I feel like we'll all have a slightly different opinion. So it would be great to know where you stand on that. Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. As Holly introduced, I'm Laura. I've got two little girls. I've got Gia, who's four, Kaya, who's three, plus another one. It's another girl cooking away nicely in my tummy. That's due maybe five weeks from now but they've said you could come next week so uh oh my goodness please don't not now just hang on for about about an hour please <laughs> I'll try my best I'll try my best I'll try not to let my waters break but um yeah so in our house obviously when I had the two girls one of us had to go back to work and my husband being the bigger earner it was obviously the right decision for him to go back to work but then that kind of leaves one of you which is normally the mum I always say it's normally the one with the uterus that ends up staying at home yeah um so before I had kids I was an events organizer PA plus I was kind of sang a general all-around social animal I was always one of those people to leave the events last usually woke up with an eyelash on one pillow smelling a biscuit wondering what the hell happened last night and then it all changed Um, now obviously life has done a complete 360 and for four years I have been home with the girls and the default parent to me it means like everything falls to you because you know you have to do everything they nag for you when you alone all day it's normally even if the other parent is at home it's normally mummy 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 and then you handle the needs of everything so all the kids activities the transportation logistics doctors dentist appointments school fundraisers attending school assemblies gift buying haircuts clothes shopping clothes sorting you're just a general all-round legend basically and then you know you you end up knowing the names of all the teachers most of the parents all the kids meanwhile your husband you know they don't even know who their best friend is half the time unless you drum it into their head five million times and they'll be like oh yes I remember you saying that um plus you know you know the family calendar off the top of your head well that is when you're not suffering from extreme brain fog or baby brain and then you know because you've stayed awake so many nights and your backup parent would generally sleep through an earthquake so to me that's kind of the definition of the backup of the default parent I literally think you have nailed the definition I think they need to take that out of the dictionary and put yours in I think that is brilliant and I think you're right it's for me I basically think the same that it's whoever the kind of the the main responsibility of parenting goes to isn't it the person that has to make all the decisions has to know everything and it's the one I guess that's usually around the children all the time that's the kind of the default parent so yeah I'm glad we kind of think the same thing um so you said um that you've become or you are the default parent in your family because your husband went back to work is that right Yes, yeah. He so he was obviously the more high power doing So it was made sense that obviously, well, there was actually no discussion. It was just that I would be at home and I was due to go back to work after our first and then fell pregnant with my second when the first was only six months old. So it was kind of a bit of a happy accident. Um, and then after that, I kind of accepted a redundancy settlement because my job wouldn't give me flexible working. Um, 
I wanted to work from home two days and they said no. So I kind of feel like I've been at home, obviously, for a long time. And whilst my husband misses out, it does fall to me then to kind of juggle everything. And it is quite a lot to take on sometimes, which I'm sure sure you're aware of, Holly, as well. Have you got got two um, little ones at home as well? I have. So I've got two little ones and my my experience is a bit of a different one. So a bit like the, the your experience with my first child, Cameo, um, the same thing. Um, my husband went back to work. Um, you know, his leave was very short. And then the the whole default parenting lied with me. So I did everything. Um, and mainly because I I didn't really want to go back to work straight away. I, I really wanted that time off. I'd never had such a long period of time off work. Um, so I was definitely taking that maternity leave. And um, But with my second one, our situation completely changed. And we were both working from home. We were both working for ourselves. And actually, my husband kind of became the default parent. Um, because I was just getting my life back to where it was in terms of work and I was going out and I was kind of having a a good time in the sense of you know finding myself again and yeah my husband kind of took over the default parenting role um not not completely I would say he wasn't the full-on default parent um but definitely more so than the first pregnancy but I would say we didn't really a bit like you we didn't really discuss it as such we didn't kind of sit down and say right you're you're taking all this responsibility and I'm not we didn't kind of had that conversation um it was like a natural journey I suppose um did you talk to your husband beforehand about kind of what the plan was or or like you said was it just that was a fact that your husband had to go back to work yeah that was just a fact I mean he like I said he was the bigger earner but interestingly since lockdowns happened obviously it's changed everything because he's now been working at home all the time and at the start I felt like I was trying to do the homeschooling even though they're not quite school age they were still both going to a preschool and so they were setting timetables for them every day so I was I decided obviously I I would do all the learning with them because he was doing his work but I'd sometimes walk past his study and I'd hear him sneakily on the phone to his dad or his brother and I know in the office he used to take you know, an hour off a lunchtime to go for lunches with clients or whatever he was doing. So he basically got read the riot act on week one, I think it was, when I walked past the study and heard him on the phone to his brother. So I was like, look, if you have two minutes to help, you know, I'm pregnant. And to be fair, I'm, I've given him a bit of a tough time here, but he is normally amazing with other stuff when he's when he's around. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes they just need to be reminded. So I said to him, you know, if you have five minutes and you can speak to someone, just come and check in on the girls or come and check in on their reading. And he's like, OK, sure. I just hadn't even thought about it because I suppose they normally in their own headspace in the office, they used to doing what they want and not necessarily having the kids at home. So now we've kind of fallen into a nicer pattern of home, I suppose, where if he does have five minutes free or at lunchtime, he'll come and make the kids lunch and sit down and do everything, which we didn't have before. So I actually feel lockdowns give us a lockdown has given us a kind of almost nicer family harmony, which I, I know a lot of people have kind of thought the same thing. Some people want to kill their partners, admittedly, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. I found that it, it works much better for us because he was gone at half past five in the morning and he wasn't home till like seven in the evening. And then a couple of nights a week, he'd be out I say schmoozing, but entertaining clients or whatever he was doing. So um, whereas now, obviously, we've all been together all the time. I think it's strengthened the bond with the girls as well, which is lovely to see. Yeah. And I think that's a key thing is is just because um, you're a default parent 
doesn't mean that the other parent isn't around and isn't present. It doesn't make them any less of a parent as such. Yeah. It just means that they're not necessarily taking on the the kind of full day-to-day responsibility but I'm pretty sure they're very busy even if they are smoothing with clients of an evening you know (laughs) they say they say um you know I think that's a valid point is to say that um you know they are still a parent it's just I guess different responsibilities um do you think then that there has to be one default parent because like you said things have changed and I think there's a natural progression with parenting anyway um but in your opinion, does there have to be one default parent or or can it be a 50-50 split? I think certainly in some houses it can be a kind of split because I, I know friends whose partners work half the week, they work half the week and they very much juggle everything. But obviously the mums will still whinge when we're all having a whinge for each other that, oh, you know what, they still are doing the majority of stuff as in with lists, remembering things, sorting kids' presents out because I think... It just naturally falls to falls to the women. But you see, that's um, really interesting because so do you think that there's pressure on women to be the default parent? Or do you think there's still that kind of stereotype that mums should be at home? Or, you know, why why do you think that women almost naturally take that role? I don't know I suppose it's just part of the makeup and like did you see that there was a documentary on Netflix I can't remember for the life of me the name of it but it was showing that when babies come out there's something in the mums and scientifically proven that like if the baby cries at night the mum will automatically hear it and get up whereas the dad won't but interestingly in same-sex relationships like when the dad was getting up all the time and there was no mum around they were kind of taking that role and and the scientific evidence proved that they had that same feeling so um I just think if you know when there is a sort of mum and dad in a you know in a household it just I don't know why it always falls to the mums but it does and it seems to be me like if I'm dropping off to sleep I'll suddenly remember two million things I haven't done that day they'll be like oh I need to order a present present for Jesse or whoever you know whoever the little kid is and I'll suddenly be on Amazon at 2am in the morning where I think you know, my husband would never even, that wouldn't even enter his head. You know, he's just yeah. off to sleep and he's worrying more about spreadsheets and whatever he's doing. Um, and, you know, you will suddenly, well, you just remember everything. So I do think the mental load of mums is, you know, there's a lot on our on our little heads going on there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think there is still that pressure sometimes in society for mums to be that stay-at-home figure. Because when I talk to people about my situation now with my husband, and I'm out a lot more than my husband for work, and I sometimes yeah. go to events, and not so much now, obviously, because of the current situation, um, but before this happened. Out at events, I would um, meet up with friends, I would travel quite a bit, and people would always say to me, well, who's looking after the kids? And I'd be like, well, their dad is. And there yeah. is sometimes still a element of surprise for from some people and I'm like really you know or I say you know my husband gets up in the night for my youngest um and people are like he really gets up in the night I'm like why is that such a surprise (laughs) you know he is a parent as well and I think you don't really hear that very much you do hear that the dad is the one that goes out to work like you said if it's if it is a mum and a dad household that one parent goes out to work and the mum tends to stay at home and I feel like we don't really hear much of the other way around at the moment so I do wonder if that kind of does leave a bit of pressure on new mums um but I feel like now 
there are other options, aren't there? So there's things like maternity leave has changed. So dads can have longer time off. Yeah. Hopefully, like you said, after this situation, um, employers will be a little bit more flexible with working from home and things like that, which should make a difference. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting um, you said all that, actually, because obviously when my husband is around, like I said, it's just not unfortunate, but his job takes him away um, for quite a few hours of the day. And obviously before kids, it was a split. So I'd be, you know, party animal in a way. I'd be at conferences and it was very much, you know, we'd both be doing our own things. Um, And, you know, now he's kind of, well, you know, he's in the office all the time. It's, it just changes everything, doesn't it, in a relationship and whatever. And then you have those arguments as well about, you know, what, why, why are you taking on all the responsibility? But that said, he, when he is around, he's amazing. And like the same sort of thing in your household, by the sounds of it. He says, well, I hope you don't give me a bashing. He knows I'm coming on here. And he's like, you know, yes. don't forget to tell everyone that I did fly to Dubai with three kids by myself. So you could go and have a break with your friends and party it all down in the pool parties. And don't forget to tell everyone that I'm currently getting up all night with the kids. Because obviously he's at home. I'm pregnant, you know, and it's the same sort of reaction I get, to be honest, because he now gets up all night. He's got the monitor next to his bed because he's at home. He will get up if the girls cry or if they need a wee in the night. And, you know, when he's around, he's amazing. So, like, you know, if he's at home, he will cook the dinner. He will sort everything out. But it's just that I'm at home all the time. And even if he's there, the children will run past him and say, Mummy, can you open this? And I'm like, Daddy is right there. Just go to him. Why are you running to me? Um, And it's just, you know, it's part of, I suppose, because they've been at home with me for so long. They forget as well, but he did fly to Dubai with two kids so I could live in large, so I can't complain too much, let's be honest. Yeah, you have to give him, you know, a little bit of leeway for that, I suppose. Yeah. But I find that really interesting because my eldest, he is, um, he will come to mummy for anything. It doesn't matter who is there, he will come to mummy. Um, but my youngest, who my husband's kind of, I guess, looked after a lot more, um, if he hurts himself, he'll he'll go to daddy. And actually, that's a bit of a shock for me sometimes because I'm so used to, I guess, being that default person that my other son comes to. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, daddy? Like, hello, mummy is here, you know, I'm the mummy, what's going on? Um, so I guess you can't have it all. <laughs> you can't kind of have everything that you want, you know, all the time. But I, 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 Sorry, Holly. Yeah, go on, carry on. No, no, I was just going to say that I think default parenting actually is quite difficult to do. Is I know we're, we are laughing about it, but it's quite a tough job, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say something that has completely slipped my mind now. I just interrupted you and I can hear also the kids running around downstairs. And as I was talking about the dad, he's probably uh, come out of this conference call trying to do lunch. I'm just going to move into a quieter room because I can hear them all shouting out. I'm sorry, where were we? I lost my brain there for a moment. No, that's fine. So I just said, um, so I think we've been talking about making light of, you know, being a default parent and how it can be quite funny. But it is actually a really hard job and there's a lot to take on because you don't really get a rest, do you? It's constant. No, it's constant. It's constant, you know, with the mental load and it's constant just physically as well. You know, you're constantly picking them up and running around with them. But that's what I was coming back to. I was going to say, do you think, because obviously you've got two boys um, and you were just saying they run to their dad. I wonder also if it's a gender thing because mine are two girls who are princessy and this and that you know they're forever trying to dress their dad up in tiaras and lipstick much to his disgust obviously um but do you think that like um I don't know the little boys will then go to their dad run away and the girls come to their mum I mean I suppose I don't know I guess it happens in all things but I know for me my girls literally follow me around like little sheep wherever I go 
Well, I don't know because my eldest cameo, he is, he will follow me wherever I go. I literally, I can't even go to the toilet without him. Mummy, mummy, where are you, mummy? Yeah. Um, he is my actual shadow. Like people call him my shadow. Where the youngest, who has had a lot more, I guess, um, looking after from his dad. So my husband's got up in the night for him and things like that. He's definitely a, a daddy's boy. I think it's you know it's just because he's had more time with his dad during yeah that makes sense definitely because if he's been getting up with him and everything then I suppose you know they've that strengthened the bond which goes to show that if you know when the, when the partnerships are more shared I suppose then the children will go more to who's a home which is also the case like I was saying earlier with my friends who very much split things 50 um you know, up until now when my husband's been home and they're all over all over him all the time, you know, my friend's children will be much more split, I suppose. They're much more happy to run to daddy and even though they're both little girls, so I guess my point earlier is insignificant. It's just more, I suppose, who's who's there all the time and who's doing the majority of the childcare or sharing it out. Yeah, exactly. So I guess a, a big question to ask is how do you do it? How do you manage to do everything that needs to be done when it's just you how do you fit it all in how how do how do you how do you kind of live well I suppose the key thing is that I'm not working as such and so I don't have it half as hard as those single parents or you know people who are trying to juggle everything um we do have help a couple of days a week as well because when my um I don't know why mums always feel the need to justify this by the way but obviously when my second came along um my eldest couldn't yet walk and you know, they both had reflux. The younger one had silent reflux or just screamed. So I was literally the end of my tether. And I was like, we we either get a divorce or we get some, some help, you know. And so we decided <laughs> the help would probably be better. So um, we, we got some help. So obviously that made a huge difference. Just even having some time to go and go to the shops or go for a haircut or be able to have a couple of hours off made a massive, massive difference to the dynamic because obviously you might be able to tell from my accent, but I'm from Wales. So all my family are in Wales um, and I found it really tough to be away from them when we had kids. So yeah, you know, it's just all crazy times. It's hard juggling everything, but I suppose, you know, you don't have any other choice, do you? You make the decision to have the children and it goes without saying that one of you has to... Um, be there or even if you don't have to be there then you have to juggle other things so there's all the childcare considerations to take into place you know and it's very hard for when both parents are working as well full time because then you're trying to juggle pickups drop-offs and everything else so I suppose everyone has it hard in their own way but exactly. definitely I think you know mums feel guilty whatever they do you feel guilty if you go back to work full time you feel guilty if you're a home um, you just feel guilty basically for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right there. I think that, you know, the key thing is to try and get some help, whether that's, you know, family, friends or, or nursery or something like that. I think, you know, they get there does get to a point where you need a little bit of help sometimes. Um, and even if it is just to just feel a little bit normal and like you said, you know, wash your hair or just have a bit of quiet time. Um, so I think getting help sometimes makes a massive difference because there is a lot to do it doesn't stop and and also you mentioned something else which I find really interesting is somehow you just do it I feel like when you become a parent it's almost like there's some kind of weird magical power that that just appears because you just manage to do things you yeah. just manage to get on and just do it and sometimes I wonder what I did with all my time before I had kids 
because you know I'm like what did I do I must have had so much free time because now I just feel busy constantly and I am like what was I doing but somehow we managed to turn 24 hours into kind of 36 without even realizing it um so to be honest I think we're all pretty amazing and if we kind of even though we're all knackered most of the time um you know we're pretty empowering in the in the fact that we can do so much don't you think Oh, definitely. I totally agree. And I think another interesting thing that's come out of the conversation is when I said I had to feel like I was justifying asking for help because I felt like everyone was kind of looking at me when I had two young ones and I kept saying to people, oh, yeah, you know, but we do have help as if that was a bad thing. So I think a key point to take away as well is don't be afraid to ask for help. Like if you're struggling, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah. Um, you know, you you need to you need to ask basically because you you know without asking you don't get and I was constantly saying to people oh yeah we do have a nanny for a few hours but you know it's because of this reason which is exactly what I just said on this podcast well actually I don't need to justify it you know anyone with two small kids and well any anyone anyway you can always ask for help no exactly and I think that help can be in so many different formats as well it could just be finding you know a mother and baby group where you go along and you know you get a little bit of time to have a chat it could be finding a Facebook group online where you're finding people in the same circumstances as you it could be yeah. this podcast and realizing that you're not alone <laughs> yeah. yes um, you know there's a there's a, a whole different array I think of different versions of help and I definitely think people shouldn't be scared and they shouldn't feel that it's a sign of weakness because you know parenting can be difficult and there is you know the whole navigating being a new mum especially if you then suddenly have another child um it's a lot it's a lot to to manage so there's definitely no shame in asking for help from from anyone really it's it's definitely encouraged I would say and and we all need a little bit of help sometimes yeah exactly and you know what works for one family doesn't work for another um, you know some some people have kids that sleep all night which I used to want to you know just scream in their faces when they told me their children slept uh, slept uh you know and you know some people don't have kids with reflux some people have kids with disabilities all other stuff so you should never feel like you have to justify it all because everyone's situation is different and never judge other people I suppose which is another point to take away Exactly. And also anyone else that's listening just with regards to the default parenting, which I wanted to raise, is that sometimes people are the default parent without having a choice. You know, yeah. we mentioned before about single mums or single dads, single parents. And, you know, I just want to take a moment and say that this is completely relative to everyone, regardless of your, your situation, because, you know, parenting is hard full stop. And yeah. I definitely just want to kind of say to the parents that are, are default without a choice that you are amazing and you need to remember that you are so powerful because you are doing so much and you know just take a moment regardless of your situation if you're just a parent just take a moment to congratulate yourself because you are working so hard and there is so much going on whether you're the default parent or not you are amazing um and I think you know there's a lot to be said for like you said different parents different situations you know but everyone's doing the best they can and you know I think that's the main thing to remember isn't it yeah definitely massive shout out like you said to all those on their own as well because at least even though I win you know sometimes that I'm doing everything and I might be the backup parent at least I have the default parent at least I do have somebody at the end of the day to download on and whinge at and you know say how my day's been whereas obviously for others 
I guess what do they do? Drink a lot of wine. That's what I. That's what I. That's what or I message us. Go. That's all you need to do. You need to just find find a group online or message us online, and you'll be fine. Yes. What I would like to ask you, actually, because I have two young kids and I find it very difficult to get any free time. So when you are at home with the children, how how do you actually get any time to yourself? So, I mean, does it even happen? Do you do you manage to get any kind of breathing space when it is you with the kids or or can you only get that if you obviously have the help that you ask for? Um, well, now it is getting a little bit easier. Obviously, I would say up until six months ago, the answer would have been, I don't really, I can't really do anything for myself. But now they've obviously both more like twins. They're three and four. There's only 15 months between them. Like I said, they will play independently in their playroom for a little while by themselves. So I can go upstairs and just take a breather, phone a friend, do whatever I want to do. But like I said, interestingly, since my husband's now been off and, um, you know, I read the right act to him on week one. I go for a walk for an hour at lunchtime and then I can call all my friends. And when I come back, I just feel like oh, huge, you know, like a weight's been almost lifted off my shoulder and I've got some adult conversation and time to myself. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, when I am a home with them by myself, I can take that little half an hour, hour, but they're still always following me around. Even if I walk upstairs to do something, there's probably about 40 minutes I can get away with before they follow me. Um, so, you know, and then... I'm saying all this now and then I've got another one coming so it's only going to get harder <laughs> um, but I do feel like at the minute I'm striking that you know a, a good balance because they are actually sleeping through the night which they haven't done for four years um, I think it's literally only in the last six months they've started sleeping through you know six nights out of the week um, and then I yeah I just feel like and now I'm about to mess it all up again throwing the new one into the mix and then I'll be crying again so if I did this podcast in a few weeks time who knows what <laughs> All my answers would be to all these we'll, questions. We'll just have to ask you to come back again and you can tell us how it's all going. That's oh, I, don't, I think I'd just cry, Holly. I think I would just sit here and cry and then you'd be like, that's the worst podcast ever. Because that's what I felt like I did for the first six months after my second was born because I really struggled. Yeah, I think, you know, but, but like you say, every pregnancy is different. Every child is different. Yeah. And I guess you kind of find tips and tricks that work for you along the way don't you whether that is sleeping at night which my youngest is still not doing but that's a whole nother podcast Um, (laughs) a whole nother podcast or um it is about finding time alone or just being able to deal with things isn't it so I I mean I'm quite happy for my boys to sit and play for 10 minutes and make an absolute mess if it means I can make a cup of tea you know or if they watch tv for a little while like I feel like parenting should definitely be judgment free you have to do what what works for you even more so if you are the default parent and you know and when you've got those kids all the time you have to find little things that work for you and never feel ashamed about the options you have to take because you know you have to you have to survive as a parent (laughs) you know you have to make sure that you're happy so that your little ones are happy so I definitely think whatever you need to do along the way you do what's best for you yeah definitely time to yourself is obviously key and whilst I can't get the time while they're around we do have help and plus I will schedule things in which I have done since they were born I need to go out and feel like me again put my makeup on put my glad rags on and go and have a good old session with my friends um you know and I will schedule holidays in which are you know child free um and I'm lucky enough that my husband will take the reins or we have help and you know I'll make sure that's booked in because I need time to myself I need to just yeah like I said feel like me again 
Yeah, even just pop into the shops. There's a lot to yeah. be said for a five minute walk to go and get some milk. It, honestly, for me, that feels like I've had a holiday sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or even just a drive in the car, put the music yeah. on and you come back and you feel like a whole new woman. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? It's literally yeah. incredible. So if you could give another mum one piece of advice um, when it comes to being the default parent, what would it be? I think the key thing is communication. So make sure you obviously speak to your partner and to your friends because they obviously play a massive role in your life. And like I said earlier, my husband was generally unaware at the start of lockdown. You know, when I said to him, please, can you, if you've got five minutes, just come and help. I think, you know, they just sometimes don't even, it just doesn't even enter their head. And then obviously things completely changed and there was a better life harmony. So I think the main thing is communication and speak to them. And plus basically write a lot of lists. <laughs> That's why I've, I've got lists coming off everywhere. Don't forget this. Reminders popping off of my iPhone. And, um, you know, be social, like you said. So, you know, make sure you join groups, get out there, speak to other people in the same situation. And if all else fails, drink wine. <laughs> or have a hot cup of tea if you can get a cup of tea while it's still hot that yes is yes holly that's that's key <laughs> yeah i agree um i totally agree with what you said i think you know sometimes talking whether that's to your partner to your family your friends you know definitely talk about how you're feeling get them to help support you if you need it there is you know sometimes people think you're doing great because you're coping and everything seems fine on the outside, people feel like you don't need any help. Um, so, you know, sometimes reach out and that's the best thing you can do. And like we said before, there's absolutely no shame in that at all. And, you know, if you are the default parent, then I think you're doing an amazing job um, because I feel your pain when it comes to trying to go to the toilet in peace. Um, and yeah, just remember, I think, like you said, you know, being a parent is tough as it is so we're all doing the best that we can um so I hope everyone takes your advice on board because I honestly Laura I think you've come up with some amazing kind of advice to give to listeners today when it comes to parenting oh thank you very much and like I said you know I think it's difficult for both actually just to finish off I think obviously being the default parent is hard but also the backup parent has it difficult because you know my husband comes in from work the kids don't necessarily want to run to him they end up missing out on school assemblies and things that you know, the default parent gets to go and see. So I think, you know, whichever way you look at it, parenting is just tough and, you know, it's tough on both sides, but it is harder for the default parent. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> 100%, absolutely. I think, remember that people are still missing out. And like I said before, even if they're not the default parent, they are very much a parent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I think parenting, it has its great days, it has its off days, but, you know, we're all really lucky to to be in the position we're in I think and and if we look at the positive as much as we can I think that will help us along the way as well definitely I totally agree um so thank you so much for having me and listening to us ramble on there and uh, yeah. you've taken some good points away um and I just like to throw in there my husband didn't know I was coming on this podcast um so I hope he's listened in and not thought I've given him too much of a tough time yeah. and please don't divorce me <laughs> I love that. Are you sure you don't want to say anything just before we go in terms of your husband? Any secrets we need to know about? Any little digs you want to make? You know, maybe he needs to do more washing up or maybe he needs to give you a lie-in. Um, no, all I'll say is, yes, darling, you're a legend. I'm yeah. going to <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. It's been lovely talking to you. You too, Holly. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. 
just before you go, would you mind letting us know where we can find you online? Sure, you can find me at my aptly named blog um, on Instagram. I'm mainly active. It's um, at The Exhausted Mum. And my blog is www.theexhaustedmum.com. So you'll find me whinging quite a lot on Instagram and pausing, well, you know, posting, paused photos, basically. <laughs> Isn't that what Instagram about anyway? So it's absolutely yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Have a lovely day, everyone. And thanks once again. Thanks. Bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. It would be great to know your thoughts on what you heard in our discussion today. And of course, if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss, then drop us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Emma's Diary.